Hello and welcome to Think Fit Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast where we are dedicated to effective thinking for potent exercise. Today we are previewing the premiere of our new show, Fitness for Consumption, from noted kinesiologist and a motor learning and clinical specialist. I'm also presenting the four reasons for upgrading your approach to fitness and exercise. This is my way of convincing you to tune into every episode of Think Fit Be Fit because we are diving in and into the inner workings of fitness like we never have before on one of our 86 episodes. Over here at Think Fit Be Fit, I truly want to shepherd you on a new way to view exercise and experience exercise. This is an invitation to have a choice in how you exercise and be in control of your training. If you are new to this podcast, and from what I can tell, there are so many new listeners, my name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am a neuromuscular therapist and studio owner in Alexandria, Virginia. At my studio, Impact Your Fitness, we specialize in holistic injury care and performance wellness with muscle activation techniques, detailed and precision exercise prescription, pain science-based physical therapy, and Pilates. You can be a part of our intellectual conversations on exercise, fitness, and wellness by joining the newsletter on thinkfitbefitpodcast.com or hanging out with us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast. We do some live feeds over there. We also have a YouTube channel, Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. (laughs) And I love the newsletters. We have um, two that go out every month as of now. And each of them have something different. It's not just me, you know, showing you the new episodes. It's it's uh, my way of showing you how it's done, how we can connect and be more aware of how great our body is at adapting and changing and improving with fitness. Okay, so the new show, Fitness for Consumption, is something that I am so pleased and honored to introduce. I believe it is the start of something absolutely groundbreaking in the fitness industry, which is independent thinking. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There are just so very few independent thinkers in exercise and the exercise pop culture. We are inundated with information and knowledge about movement, about exercise, about toys and props and speed ladders and conditioning, but all of the knowledge doesn't work for you if you can't see the other perspectives and argue validity for and against what you're doing. Hmm. 
This is a problem that can create a huge opportunity cost for all the time and money invested in improving our bodies, or worse, it can create an unproductive relationship with exercise and who knows, it could even cause injuries, and I think it does. So this season is set to give you a launch pad for independent thinking about exercise and about the knowledge that you take in for your own process, for your own decision-making model. And when you are able to apply knowledge and not just collect it, you are opening yourself up to so much more than what you're used to with our fitness process. And by fitness process, I mean watching Instagram and YouTube and copying or just blindly listening to advice from a trainer or like a group exercise instructor. And by that, I mean having awareness of what is going to help you, what could hurt you, and having a reminder about the balanced approach and not being too bought in or too married to one way of being fit or one way of exercising. It also means that you are building a system system of recovery and balance and knowing what's right for your body or at least having a really good guess, which to me is one of the pinnacles of health is having such a focused process and confidence in that process. And that doesn't mean doing one type of exercise. It means having a structure and being able to flow in and out of it with details that are going to make the exercise work better for you. Having knowledge and a connection like this to your exercise will help you stick with it most importantly. And so there is no more cycles of quitting something and feeling downgraded by your exercise. I mean, if you are tired of being told and being told what's best for you or listening to people, um, that aren't listening to you or understand where you're coming from and where your old injuries are and, you know, how people boast about what NFL players they work with. And if you're just tired of all that peacocking in the fitness industry and being told that you need to activate this and stretch that, and if you don't do it, you're going to fail. If you're tired of that, then you're in the right place. Here are the four reasons why you need to upgrade your exercise Again, this is only to make sure that you are tuning in. So I'm sharing the reasons that I think that I I just think we need to enter into the season with the big ideas, with how much is at stake, with how much joy there is in progress instead of focusing on my body hurts or my body doesn't move the way it used to or focusing on how uh, you used to move. Um, That just comes to mind because it's something I hear so much with working with uh, retired athletes or people who are in professional um, parts of their life, like mid-30s and they used to be a college athlete and then it drops off because their body's not moving the same. And believing in that and having that story and going into your fitness process 
is just sad because it's setting you up for something bad. So I am here right now to give you these reasons so that you can embrace something new, something so sparkly and amazing and attach it to your fitness process so it just feels better from the inside. And who knows, you might even move better and not feel as bad. <laughs> it's... um not just a thought that is that's pretty based in science that it, you know if you what you feel can be quite real um okay so here are the four reasons and one of one number one i'll just list them uh critical thinking cardio isn't going to help you take care of your joints uh, muscle and fat are endocrine organs and that's pretty exciting number four is uh, all the possibilities that a warm-up can pro- like promote, uh, all the possibilities that a warm-up can promote for a high, high-quality exercise session. Uh, I think that's a really good reason to upgrade. And I would add in this fifth one, and I wanted to, but I just don't have the time. I think it needs its own episode And that huge reason is that exercise impacts the brain and in such a positive way that it really does need an entire episode, okay? So let's get into these four reasons. Okay, so the first one is one of my favorites and it's so hard to keep this concise because it's so important. But we need to upgrade our exercise because critical thinking is missing from our exercise. That is one of the reasons this podcast was born. And I, I, I really um, have talked about, spoken about this on the podcast several times. And, um, but, you know, think of it this way. We install thinking models without even knowing it. So it's really easy to to adopt someone else's fitness process, like our dad or our coach or our mom or and take it on as our own, which is like okay for a couple months or weeks, but it doesn't work for the long term. And you're if you're picking out your trainers or gurus based on how they look you're missing it entirely. So, um, and I think that's what most of us do. So I think, I I believe that critical thinking is missing and we have to upgrade our exercise to include it. So um, also think about it this way. It's just easier for us as humans to save energy and hold on to existing beliefs, like the ones handed down to us and ignore challenging paths, especially when it comes to thinking and because there's so many other things to tackle every day, of course. But, um, you know, I, I know that you might feel like I don't have the time to review this and how it applies to exercise, but you're probably already doing it in another part of your life. You've been taught to think critically about things like you're voting. Uh, you've been taught to think critically about how you eat, about how you um, purchase insurance. You've been taught how to think critically about whatever it is in your job that you're an expert at. And, you know, we just don't 
usually apply this to science, exercise, health, and nutrition. We just accept the handed down info that we get. And I think you are doing a huge disservice to yourself. And um, by just looking at the state of like political events and our medical structures and educational structures that are tumbling down to the full ground, we can relate to why this is a problem. So when we apply it to exercise, we are talking about people wasting millions and millions of dollars on stuff that is just fluff and not working. So if you are the type of person that wants a list of exercise and and things to do, this is applying specifically to you. So please listen closely. You are part of the herd that is being advertised to with archaic motivations to make you feel like you need to buy this or follow a program or join a class. And this can lead to a toxic relationship with exercise, which will not serve your health and your fitness longevity. So this also creates years of wasting money, like I said, on exercise that could be harmful, or it's just not enough to improve your body. Um, Hello, two pound weights and our females. I uh, have recorded several episodes about applying critical thinking And the upcoming season is going to bang on this one so hard. Hang on. This is is what you're here for. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next 20 episodes of Think Fit, Be Fit because this is where it's at. Critical thinking. And I don't have to talk a bit about it anymore because I know what's coming down the pipeline this season. So... The solution is subscribing and thinking strategically and applying tactics like a critical thinker, the end. That's a never-ending loop of learning and growing and presenting your body with a healthy challenge. You are welcome. Okay, number two, cardio isn't going to help you take care of your joints. If you're in this camp, if you believe that interval training and cardio is just the way that you're supposed to exercise, you're also missing out. Cardio isn't going to really help you take care of your joints. And I say that with confidence because I've seen it um, thousands of times. And if you want a strong relationship with your exercise, your sport, your running, your hiking, you need to build a foundation of strength, period. And on the short term of things, you're building strength. And and if you're doing it well and thoughtful, you're not creating a cycle of inflammation in an, an attempt to help yourself, which I believe is more likely to happen if you are addicted in or stuck in a cardio hamster wheel cycle and believing that you're you're supposed to beat yourself up to exercise these are things that are not going to help you while most research has been handed down to us from aerobic exercise and sharing the benefits of that That doesn't mean it's the only thing out there. It's just the easiest thing to measure. So, which also means we're 
you know, you're contributing to that critical thinking problem by not, <laughs> like, um, thinking, you know, and, like, digging deeper. So, again, welcome, come in, subscribe, be a part of this movement and this change in exercise. Number three, the reason you need to upgrade your exercise Muscle and fat are endocrine organs, and this is something that's not well known, and I think it's a really fun way to talk about the um, importance of healthy muscle tissue. I've been digging up in research is that there is a term called sarcopenia that is the loss of muscle and the quality of of the health of the muscle as we age. So essentially after 30, you lose anywhere from 5 to 8% of your muscle mass. And the only way to fight that is with strength training and essentially keeping your um, joints um, as healthy as possible. And so a healthy joint is a moving joint. And that can be challenging if we have old injuries, um, arthritic conditions at joints. So I believe that knowing your weak points can really help you here. And I just uh, really think this is a cool factoid. And that's because it's obvious to most of us that hormones target muscles and fat, meaning if we produce hormones, they can target the muscles and the fat. But what I'm bringing up is the other way around, that muscles produce and secrete hormones and chemicals. Fat tissue, adipose tissue is the actual name, also produces and secretes hormones and chemicals. And when these things are working really well, meaning you have activity that causes muscle contractions and that activity is new enough to your brain and you are conditioned enough to handle it, meaning not go way overboard with the activity, then you can, then the muscles can secrete these hormones and chemicals that are anti-inflammatory. They can direct a brain activity and changes. They influence hunger and glucose control. And the integrity of the muscle tissue is directly linked to effects of aging and low levels or of inflammation. So the more um, healthy exercise that we get, the more we can self-regulate our pain, our tightness, our day-to-day feeling, but in the long run, we can prevent that muscle loss that creates the negative effects of our body, like slowing down, right? And I really want to have a bigger conversation on aging, our beliefs around aging, our beliefs around old injuries, especially if we're, you know, the the audience here, um, we're mostly 
athletic. You know, we want to be athletic and, or we have been, and we don't know where that identity is. And I think like really focusing on, wow, I can just improve my health and use that muscle. Um, I don't want to say memory, but the historical context of your previous athletic endeavors can really help you here. And I really want to set you guys up for success. So every time you don't want to exercise and you feel a little crappy, just say, hey, muscle contractions can create anti-inflammatory chemicals. Muscle contractions can improve my mood and my brain for like 12 hours only. And, And I've seen research that only two minutes of exercise can do this. So that's crazy. Four minutes of exercise can help your lymph and your immune system. Um, Very important for this public health crisis that we're in. If you just get up and move four minutes at a very moderate rate, you can improve your immune system. I think that is, you know, these are all things that we can do. But knowing that you can hurt your body with exercise is also important. Knowing that doing too much is a problem. So what if your goal is just a healthy muscle system? What if your goal is just to beat sarcopenia and keep your muscle tissue for as long as you can? Then if that's your goal, you're in the same club as I am. That's one of the only things I care about besides, you know, my skin. But also, like, strength training really helps your skin via, like, collagen production and, and the, um, the toughness of that material. So strength training, healthy exercise, this can all support the muscle and fat as they are, which is endocrine organs, and we don't have to worry about how many calories are being burned to get that benefit, you know. Um, I, um, and then adipose tissue or fat that produces hormones that are, uh, for sexual health, um, energy metabolism and cell signaling pathways, which is really cool. So too much fat can secrete, uh, too many chemicals that promote a lot of inflammation. But when your adipose tissue is, um, signaling and using energy and, um, you can, you know, do the opposite, which is uh, less inflammation and a healthier joints and better um, movement for your day, for your body, for your decades, for your kids. Like, wow. So the quality of our tissue beliefs about exercise and exercise intentions will determine how much of this good stuff you get. So um, I want to help you account for the quality in your execution and your setup. If you want to dive deeper on that, I teach a whole entire course on how to take care of your body in this way. It's called Movement Pathways, and that's at movementpathways.com. We are currently on a waiting list, but you can join the waiting list and work with me and the crew. So our next thing is uh, the fourth fourth uh, reason, our final reason, which um, is the warm-up. And I 
think this is kind of obscure and I'm going to try and, and, and cycle this around for you guys, but I believe warming up can have such a positive impact and it can be such a positive force towards staying injury-free and exercising consistently. There's really nothing more important than your consistency, right? So um, believing... Um, I'm going to take that back. That's superlative of exercising consistently. I'd say it's one of the top things is staying consistent um, and focused. So I professionally have seen several magical things click for people when their warm-up process is uh, honed honed in and focused. So just look at it this way. It's an opportunity to prevent injury. Uh, strengthen areas that have been weakened by injuries and simultaneously beef up the body for maximal gains. And by that, I mean your brain and your muscles and how we are hardwired for learning is awesome. So in a warm-up, you can also like work on your breath which is also a muscle, like, you know, the diaphragm's a muscle just like your quads. And working on that is something we skip over so much, but you can do that in your warm-up and get so much benefit for your whole entire health. This It's very holistic in that way, but, um, you know, without a lot of people skip the warm-up, and I just think it's so silly because it can make our whole process better if we have a good warm-up. So this is a probably one that most people don't talk about. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be the the person that I really believe the stuff that we're talking about in this podcast is not stuff people are talking about, including wellness leaders and biohackers like they skip over all this stuff they just you know they just look for like the one thing that can like bring about so much change and uh they're wrong you know it's all the gray area that matters and this warm-up stuff is pretty uh special but you have to um you know be prime your belief system to say, oh, there has to be more than like jumping jacks and just like getting on the elliptical or just taking a lap (laughs) to warm up. And there is, I guarantee you there is. So if you want to become addicted to exercise, how about that? If you want to have so much joy in your exercise, then upgrade it by upgrading your warm-up process. And again, that's also something we cover in the course, Movement Pathways. It's also something I talk about on my personal brand Instagram at Jennifer Simone Schwartz. And I, because it's also something I help with my clients like every day that I'm working is getting their warm-up process uh, precise because... The goal of our sessions is to create a really resilient process for their body through muscle activation techniques. And through that process, we find out where their leaky holes are, essentially, in their movement. And by intervening at the warm-up, we can solve those problems. And here is the bonus 
that's a brain health. You know, we don't have time on this podcast for this guy, but man, is it such a beautiful thing is our how much our brain can benefit from exercise and consistent exercise and how it can even help someone in their later years uh, fight off dementia. So maybe if you become addicted to this process and improving your body, it'll, it'll shake off onto your dad or your aunt who really, really medically needs exercise. That's my hope anyways for some of us because I know like if you're in my age group, you're looking at your parents like, oh crap, I don't want to age like that or I don't want them to age like that. So if I lead by example, maybe I can help them. And I, um, I salute you for thinking that way and like welcome to like a group of people uh, that are just, you know, being here on this podcast just welcome, you know, because um, you don't have to accept their way of doing things and aging. And I, um, yeah, I salute you. So the conclusion of this tiny little episode, and tiny is 30 minutes for me. Um, I could totally go an hour. This is essentially my third attempt at keeping brief and solo cast exercise, uh, exercises uh, episodes. Um, and it's not working because I love podcast I love the community I love connecting to you guys on this level and helping you improve your exercise I am so proud to help you and join be on part of your journey so please join me on twitter at Jen impact or at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz that is my name on Instagram and I'm all about hanging out and being social so do that and connect with me also please sign up for the podcast newsletter at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com and please subscribe for these phenomenal new episodes so one thing that we are doing uh, differently is we are talking about science and bringing it down for you for consumption and helping you bring a unique perspective to your wellness, to your performance, and empower you to ask better questions. And, you know, that's from my colleagues as well, uh, Dr. Paul Juris and Gregory Gordon. I am going to link to three four episodes that they were featured on and I'm so excited for their episodes. Uh, You will hear them later in October and please let us know what you are learning by either reaching out directly through the social media channels or our newsletter or leave a review on iTunes for crying out loud. Let us know exactly what you are learning and maybe even more about what you want to learn. On this season, sorry, this month, uh, we have an interview with the physical therapist of the World Series champions, the National Washington Nationals. We have an interview with a former professional athlete, a female horse racing jockey, and a what other 
uh, we have other another interview um, with Dr. Paul Juris and Gregory Gordon, which I think will be a lot of fun. I we will be talking about athletic performance on a pretty um, high level. And I think we're also going to be talking about ADD in fitness, which I'm really curious to learn more about, and so many other things, but all with the goal in mind to, you know, think critically, be effective thinkers, and have potent exercise for the long haul. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of this amazing journey. And I am so grateful to continue with our fourth season and um, invite you in for such an inside view on exercise. Have a great week.